Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. My guest today is Savon Dirks of Rose City Baby in Portland, Oregon. Savon is a board-certified licensed acupuncturist, Chinese medicine herbalist, essential oil enthusiast, and a mom of two littles. As an acupuncturist, she cares for the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. The true definition of holistic healthcare. Before moving to Oregon, Savon practiced in New York, both as a private practitioner and as a team member of a community acupuncture clinic. Then, after becoming a mom, Savon found a new passion, pediatrics, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. She loves working with kids from infancy to adolescence and is dedicated to helping little ones heal and thrive naturally. Ultimately, her goal is to empower and support parents in raising happy, healthy kids. Like me, Savon believes that health and well-being are more than just the absence of illness and that a healthy life is a life lived to each individual's true potential. You can find out more about Savon's practice at rosecitybaby.com or the various social media links in the show notes. Enjoy. Okay, here we are. Thank you, Savon, for being here today. Um, and that's Savon Dirks, right? Yep. Perfect. Awesome. This is the first time I get to just chat with Savon by myself. I'm super, super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know lots about her. We're going to dive into some of that, um, but we're going to talk a lot about how her work helps um, mothers, children, people. Uh, and so, Savon, besides being an awesome healer and businesswoman, you are a self-professed essential oil enthusiast, which I yes. chat about you, and, <laughs> and we'll chat a little bit about that. And then um, also, I know that you're a mom of two littles. Yes. Mm-hmm. How old are they? I have a 16 months old and a four and a half year old. Wow. Yeah, busy, busy. Yeah. Two boys. Yeah. Two boys? Two boys. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you're running a business. And I'm running a business. <laughs> Yes. You are superwoman for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do are sometimes are you, are you a little in disbelief of? Yes. <laughs> yes. I there are t- days that I'm like I I'm I'm going to look back at it and I'm going to say just like how how did you how did you make it happen? Right. I'm asking myself how, how am I making this happen? But you know every day just taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I love what I do so much that I'm willing, I kind of. Yeah, that passion keeps you going. Yes, that passion. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I'm sure you do some self-care things for yourself, yeah. I hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And learning about boundaries along the way, too. Yes, boundaries. <laughs> oh, that's boundaries. a whole nother. We could do a whole show on boundaries. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> With our own families, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh 
right now your focus is on maternal health and pediatrics. Yes. yes. Correct. Um, so tell us why you chose that direction. Yeah, I didn't, I, I feel like it maybe chose, not chose me, but mm -hmm. like I wasn't set up. I, you know, graduated and I was focusing more on sports medicine and pain management. Um, the school that I come from has uh, this unique uh, technique called uh, trigger point technique, trigger point release, maybe you've heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we do a lot of myofascial release that's very specific to my school. And that was kind of the direction that I was going and started practicing and of course did a lot of other things um, besides pain and, and sports medicine but um i don't know about a year year and a half after i graduated i got pregnant mm. uh, and in school you know we go through some uh general ideas but not as specific just because that's something that each person if they want to go into more in depth they could do that after graduation mm -hmm. um so i had some idea but i was like well i'm just going to kind of like support myself through my pregnancy with my medicine. Um, nice. So yeah, one of the things that it means is that we have this beautiful, um, or the Chinese have mapped the 10 moons of pregnancy. And those are the different stages from the first moon. So it would be the first new moon, mm -hmm. or moon, which, you know, and then you kind of follow that rotation of the moon. And each month represents a different organ system that is coming into place. Oh, okay. That's how you support um, your body and, um, and the baby. Um, okay. The, uh, the each organ development is um, for the baby. Okay, so each moon cycle or phase yes. corresponds to the organ development that's happening within the baby. Within the baby, yes. Oh. That's and also how it's relating to your to the mom's uh -huh. uh, energy and kind of like oh. balancing that within that. It's kind of okay. like- Okay, cool. The, so yang, the yang within yin, so we have- <laughs> The balance. <laughs> yes, the balance. yeah, so I knew about that. So I was like, okay, I'll start with that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I'll start reading more because there are a lot of things that can come up that mm -hmm. then uh, very good to address with acupuncture and some herbs. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are shy about herbs. I know I won't, we don't have time to go too in depth with yeah. it, but I would like to say that um, all of our herbs that we prescribe for pregnancy are very safe. And the ones that are usually are not recommended for pregnancy. So, you know, in Western medicine, some of the medications can actually alter genetically the baby. Yes. Some issues with that. Uh, the, yeah. er the herbs that we prescribe, any of the herbs, would never be able to do that. They don't, they don't reach that mm -hmm. later. So there's no risk of that. The only thing is that later on in pregnancy, some of the herbs have a more downward kind of um, motion. So mm -hmm. we don't want to cause uh, a premature birth. Yeah. And that's kind of like the main issue, really. Mm -hmm. so, so just saying that about herbs. So if yeah. Have, anybody's so listening and they you know, they have worried about that. That's the main concern that we're yes. making. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else really that hurt, will hurt the baby. It's just that. Well, because a lot of, um, in <clears throat> my understanding, a lot of herbal treatments, especially Chinese herbal treatments are to help support your yes. body, a natural, uh, yeah. 
processes anyway. So you're yeah. not putting in this invasive thing. You're just putting in like a support system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I used, I used acupuncture a lot in the beginning of my pregnancy for, um, morning sickness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to say, so, you know, I got, I got one of the books, um, with this woman, um, that was a midwife turned Chinese medicine acupuncturist. Mm. She's Australian and she teaches all over the world. Um, so I've taken classes with her. Um, her name is Deborah. Deborah Bates. Um, she's amazing. Um, okay. I use her website a lot for research. So resources too, I can say it at the end uh, for yeah. anybody who wants to check her out. She is a big advocate of acupressure for childbirth. Mm. Um, she has a whole video and a whole booklet that I use as a resource for moms that, that I work with. Um, mm -hmm. That I, uh, You can even have an app. <laughs> Very and cool. Where the points are, how to find them, what to do, the protocols. So yeah. yeah so I started studying with her. And so, yeah, one of the, in the first chapters is, yeah, morning sickness. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Am I going to have morning sickness? <laughs> and did you, did you have Not the first pregnancy, but the second pregnancy, <laughs> yes. You so got to I was very lucky. I was very lucky. And it, it worked. Yeah. So, you know, my morning sickness was not as severe. Mm -hmm. It was just more than anything uncomfortable, of course, yeah. to, to just have nausea. So I definitely treated myself and... Um, and it, it helps, it works. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, something that I, I work with women a lot. And then with some women, it's really severe. So then it becomes even more important because mm -hmm. Western medicine doesn't really have a lot of options no. for us when we experience that. And some women can't keep anything down really. So now we're talking about, uh, dehydration and, mm -hmm. Um, also losing weight instead of gaining weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's really, really, really helpful. Um, so, yeah, so I, I started focusing on that mm -hmm. and I found it very interesting and I found it very kind of like, I don't know, just um, supporting life. I was just like, wow, this is exciting. I mean, it was exciting for me that there was a life growing inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then the thought about helping other people in the process. Um, yeah. I'm, I, my first pregnancy, I was one of those women that you just like, oh, how, how are you having so much fun? How is that? I was just really over the moon. Oh, my pregnancy yeah. was wonderful and I loved being pregnant and I felt amazing. Not the yeah. second one. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to experience so both. I got to experience both. And so, yeah, I, um, yeah. So I was lucky enough that my, my pregnancy um, I didn't have any major things that needed attention. But with that said, mm -hmm. one thing that I talk to women about, and even women that think about getting pregnant, um, is that Chinese medicine's uh, essence is really support, like you said, mm -hmm. um, and, and preventative uh, yeah. more than anything. So when I get a woman and if she's thinking about getting pregnant, then we're starting to set up the ground. If, if you have a garden and you want to kind of like, give whatever you're going to grow in that garden the best, then you work the earth and you mm. fertilize it and whatever it is that you need to do that the environment would be optimal yeah. for that seed to then grow healthy and strong. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's really where I would like to start reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I lucky enough that I work with young women that I'm like, not now, but if you are ready, whenever you're ready, let's do a minimum of three months 
mm-hmm. but six months is great. And yeah. we really like what we're saying is like, we're just making the body as ready as possible, whatever it is for that person. So there's no numbers. I don't have any kind of like, you know, Western medicine is always like you, this is healthy. This number is healthy. And this, yeah, we are looking, we're touching. I, I, a person's vitality in each individual's mm-hmm. uh, ability is what we're looking at. So yeah. Um, well, it's holistic. I mean, that's the way yeah. it should be. You're yeah. paying attention to the person, yes. some list of symptoms <laughs> yeah. that have nothing to do with the person you're working yeah. with. That's yeah. what's so beautiful about acupuncture. Yeah. Um, so supporting, supportive. yeah. So supporting that. So, you know, we look at the body with like, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it, is, is it something is not enough that we need to, to, to build or is this yeah. too much or is it not moving? Is the energy not moving and kind of starting to balance the body that way? Yeah. And really it doesn't just support a really uh, healthier pregnancy and uh, uh, a better kind of like, you know, a, a healthier baby really. Mm-hmm. It also then for postpartum sets up the ground really for, a good postpartum healing and, mm-hmm. and balancing back into uh, into into life. Really. Yeah. So, After what the, are some of the what are some of the things? We'll come back to postpartum in a second. Yeah, that's a big yeah, and then that's a whole <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole another segment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, does acupuncture or can acupuncture help with infer- infertility issues? So, yes. before the woman is actually pregnant, yes, it can help. I have heard, have you had any personal stories helping clients through infertility or Um, fertility problems, issues? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've, uh, come across, uh, women that, uh, weren't really, there wasn't a lot of issues that Mm -hmm. the Western medicine can find like the, they were like all of our hormones are good and everything's looking good and nothing is looking you know um but they were like we're not getting pregnant or yeah. or uh have kind of like that habitual miscarriage that happens mm-hmm. early on in four or five weeks yeah and so one of the things that i work with and i'm like okay going back setting up the ground right going yeah back that garden and be like, I want you. And I know it's going to be the hardest thing that you'll ever have to do probably, but give me three to six months. And I please no trying to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 and a lot of the time, you know, and I myself, I'm a little older um, Mm -hmm. and I've started a little older. My first pregnancy was when I was 35, 36 almost. Um, And a lot of the times that is usually the case. Like, I don't get a 20 year old coming to me trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, most of the time, a little older. So then time is kind of like ticking <laughs> a little bit and they're like, what do you mean? I, I, I got to stop trying. Right. Like, um, so, so that's kind of like um, one of the main thing that, and even if, and even if there are issues obviously, and, and they're going to do an IVF or there was an IVF or mm-hmm. um, IUI that they've done, we got to step back. So that's one of the first things that I do. We got to step back mm-hmm. and at least three months see, and we follow the cycle. So the cycle is like mm-hmm. the key. Yeah. So I use sometimes charts. It depends on the person. Um, if it's, if it's too stressful to do any chart charting with the mm-hmm. 
body temperature, um, then we don't do that. Then we okay. just look at other signs and symptoms and kind of follow this cycle and supporting the body through at least three months. And that would be preparing the ground. So whatever that means, um, nice. there's not enough in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, enough what we call like blood and yin. Mm-hmm. To, that's kind of like the, the substance, the yeah. substance. And it could be from, from diet or from other issues. Like in Western medicine, it would be anemia. It would be, yeah. um, trying to think of like, um, well, it could even be things in Western medicine. They don't even have a diagnosis. Yeah, there's not, there's not, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of things that are just not considered to be a, an issue, really. Or, yeah. yeah, except you get yeah. to see yes. directly into their chi, their life yes. force. Yes. Their yes, the life you know, force. All so that yeah, supporting, stuff. supporting the life force. Yeah. yeah, and then I've had, I've had, you know, good success with that. And then, and then working on the, on the stress is like oh that's a big 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 <laughs> big key i mean for anybody yeah, for, for anything, anybody for, for any anybody. you're right yes. and acupuncture uh if you just want to talk about stress and like you said that's a huge i mean i've heard stories of people that maybe even haven't had acupuncture but have just done other things to reduce the stress level in their life and that has immediately resulted in a pregnancy but Absolutely. acupuncture as someone who gets it often I have to say is one of the most relaxing treatments I have ever had. It Mm -hmm. is what I call, I now have, um, Accu drunk, accu wasted, (laughs) (laughs) cause I get done and I'm just like, oh, I'm blown away. My body mentally and physically in a really good way. Not like a drunk from alcohol way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Like a euphoric um, relaxation sensation and the stress relief just lasts and lasts yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I bet that's amazing during pregnancy too. Mm-hmm. What are, so besides yeah. morning sickness, what are some other things during pregnancy that you've helped treat? Um, <clears throat> um, hypertension. Uh, mm, that's cool. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And then early, early on is mm-hmm. the key again. Yes. Um, so when there's some signs of maybe the blood pressure is starting to go a little bit high, mm-hmm. um, there are wonderful treatments. Mm-hmm. I usually like to start with treatment and see how the body responds before I jump into herbs, just because uh-huh. a lot of the times we don't need them. So I'll just do, I'll do some body work and I'll do some acupuncture and that usually really helps. Um, right. Yeah. And an acupuncture in general lowers blood pressure because it, that causes dilation in the blood vessels a little bit, no mm-hmm. matter no matter what we're doing. Okay. Just the actual action of needling um, awesome. has that kind of like it has two the two things that we know for sure happening is that endorphin releases. Mm, nice, <laughs> that's what that you just described. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then the the dilation of of the blood vessel to really su- support because really what we're doing is move just opening up and making sure everything is flow as it mm-hmm. should yeah um is the key if you think about like our blood in the blood vessels we want that to be flowing all the time you don't want any blockage anywhere right that would yeah. cause so the same with the chi and the same with our respiration right it's all mm-hmm. all, all that we are is this like constant uh, movement flow mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that's what we're supporting more than anything. Um, nice. So yeah, so blood pressure. I would say the gestational diabetes. I was just going to ask about yes. that. 
cool. And a lot of the time for that, um, it's a, it's a little bit more than just, um, moving the cheese. So I will actually, um, and here's where I combine some of, um, kind of like my, um, my readings with, I'm I'm not a midwife, Mm -hmm. um, but, um, there are midwives that are in my profession. So yeah. like the woman that I mentioned. And so mm-hmm. taking their approach. So di- diet is a big one. So we work with the diet and we actually, there is a, another approach because in our opinion, a lot of the times the stress test that they do is a little too much. And again, we go back into this uh, idea of like individualized medicine where for some women, it's really intense to take that, like to not eat for that long from whatever time at night mm-hmm. um, until that morning and then take a really concentrated sugary, especially if you're, oh, especially so if you're a person <laughs> that is a little healthier that doesn't use that kind of sugar. Yeah. If you are, are almost in your diet, there's not a lot of artificial sugar because mm-hmm. it is an artificial sugar. It's not, they don't give you, it's just, you know. Yeah because it, 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 they're not worried about your health because of the amount, but yeah, for somebody who doesn't um, use that and just, you know, the natural fruits and vegetable sugars that you get, and then you tell them not to eat and then you tell them to take that <laughs> good chances that they will show that they will show some signs of positive where they, they're not necessarily. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and wow. so we have ways to kind of like, okay, let's take a step back again and kind of see um, what's happening mm-hmm. and then start to shift in it with diet and not jump into like, okay, now insulin. Yeah. And, that's I usually have some movement. So obviously yoga is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but even just walking, if you yeah. can't get to just walking uh, three days a week or something mm-hmm. with, a, with a specific diet can just, just, that and the acupuncture yeah nice and then nice. if it's a, if it's more persistent then we'll add some herbs and that usually as the truth mm-hmm. so yeah so nice so do you ever um have you personally worked mm-hmm. with um anybody that's uh high risk like on ends up being on bed rest and like the risk of losing the pregnancy or or super early delivery have you worked to help support that with any woman, any of your clients? Um, I, I recall one woman that came and she came um, a little later on in her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she actually was already on insulin. Oh, okay. Um, but she had a lot of other issues and she was coming to me for, and we can talk a little bit about that, um, the pre-birth plan or the pre-birth treatments that I do. Oh, okay. Um, to support yeah. the body in preparation for labor. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, I'll, I can kind of go back into like first, second, and third trimester after the story and just kind of give you a little bit of like glimpses to like, this is what we do in first trimester, yeah. this is what we can do second trimester, this is what we can do. Yeah, trimester. why don't you give me just a quick, um, a quick breakdown yeah. of that? Yeah, so the, the first trimester is really supporting the body to building blood and chi and kind of like, because th- there's a lot of growth that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's back that to the garden. Months. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that, the garden and really making sure, um, you know, diet is important, mm-hmm. but really once you get pregnant, it was important before it is still important, but I'm not making too many changes yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, 
saying that most people that I see eat very, I think most people eat very decent. Like, yeah. Not living on junk food. And that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I haven't got, come across that. So yeah. So, so um, morning sickness and fatigue. Fatigue is a big one because mm, um, yeah. feel that rundown. Um, yeah. yeah. And then supporting the body that way. And then the second um, trimester is maybe we start to have a little bit like aches and pains, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe the hips and the joints, um, continuing to work with, um, uh, with if some women will still have morning sickness and fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of like, uh, maybe some high blood pressure is starting or maybe some other kind of like, even, even something as simple as, um, varicose veins yeah okay starting that we can kind of address that oh that's neat sometimes we will start to develop more like insomnia at this point it's more of a hormonal thing Mm -hmm. than an actual structural thing because later in the third trimester it's more of like the actual baby being in the way kind of yeah but but for some women the headaches the the hormones they kind of affect Mm -hmm. that um, so maybe second trimester, we do a little bit of headaches, maybe some dizziness. Cause now the blood, you're really like starting to increase blood volume. Yeah. See that kind of like, um, dizziness that can sometimes happen. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of other things that have kind of come across, uh, maybe swelling. I was going to say swelling. Can, can some women, it depends, you know, it depends on the person also depends on the season. So obviously I see a lot more in the, in the summer than mm-hmm. I'll more early on of that yeah um, uh, I'm trying to think of other things so we talked about insomnia um yeah and then the third trimester is kind of continuing to support that and then maybe mm-hmm. the structural uh, aches and pains are now in, sometimes can increase a little bit so doing a little bit more with, work with that mm-hmm. with the hips and the lower back mm-hmm. um, that's something and, and then yeah definitely the edema yeah uh, yeah. And then gestational diabetes. And then with the um, pre-birth uh, preparation, that's just preparing the body to the transformation of labor. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting at like, we started about 35, 30, 36 weeks. And it's a set point that have shown in research to promote cervical ripening um, and, um, and uh, kind of uh, increase blood flow into the area. Mm-hmm also uh help with uh baby positioning so now we're starting to look at the positioning of the baby if the head is down if if it's breached then starting working on that i would actually with breech baby i'll start to work even at 34 weeks oh, okay so you can, and, can help yeah. with breech position yes 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 absolutely wow. i think breech is one of the famous things that we known for First oh Breach cool. and induction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Those are the two. And I'm like, I always get those calls and I get the call and like, okay, I'm uh, 38 weeks and my baby's breech yeah. or I'm 41 weeks and nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I actually have definitely referred people to acupuncture for induction. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And you know, it does its trick, but if you haven't gotten, I tell people, like, if you haven't gotten any treatments mm-hmm. and you're just like now starting and you're yeah. 40, then some of the patterns that, that why it is that the baby is not coming yet have kind of set. Uh, it, well, there are certain, there are four 
things that we look at um, mm -hmm. when I when I think about preparing a woman for labor and when I think about even induction, yeah. um, because it, it is uh, as serious as, um, as, as, as a Western induction mm -hmm. in a way, even yeah. though it doesn't happen like as quickly or yeah. as predictable, predictable, it's still just as serious. And so if the body is not ready or if there's something else going on, we have to take that into account. And I tell women, you know, that is something to think about because there might be a chance that it, you are actually better off with cesarean. And I know that's something mm -hmm. that the C words like, Whoa. yeah, well, but, I mean, that's good that you're, I mean, you're being realistic and awesome. looking at it from various points of yeah. view and I mean, C-sections are there for a reason. Yeah, they're for a reason. And we're so. very, very lucky because you don't, you know, there are countries that don't have that option. And then yeah, I don't exactly. even want to go into the description of what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that experience looks yeah. like because it doesn't i mean it doesn't always end in um in loss yeah of life, but or or mm -hmm. any kind of like other complications but but it, it often does as well. yeah so yeah we're really lucky to have that so yeah so with that said so we do the birth preparation and mm -hmm. actually um uh now midwives in europe in many countries mm -hmm. are trained specifically in that protocol because it is shown to statistically just uh, uh, kind of like promote uh, natural and efficient labor too. Mm, uh, yeah. Where, where if you do those, those, those pre-birth treatments, you're more likely to give birth or go into spontaneous labor around the due date, mm -hmm. a week or so before or mm -hmm. right around the due date. Yeah. And then that labor is more efficient um, and that uh, women seem to be more kind of like in control and are able to have stamina to go through and the, and the births are usually between five, six hours to like 10, 12 hours. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, it's really good. It's not yeah. too fast. I mean, five, some people, yeah, it's not too fast mm -hmm. and it's not too slow. We want it to kind of be, um, yeah. so, so yeah, so women, so midwives in Europe mm -hmm. now in many countries are trained specifically in the protocol that we do. Awesome. The set of points that we just, so they, so if you're pregnant in Europe mm -hmm. and you come and you see your midwife and she'll just check all the regular checkups and then yeah. six weeks, she'll start doing that specific treatment. Cool. Um, yeah. And so I think, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. So I, I definitely promote that. And yeah. And so, um, you wouldn't, probably needle somebody during labor yeah so you can or was it more active pressure hospitals and 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 then um home birth where mm -hmm. yeah like so i do i do home, home visits too because you know um i understand that you know yes. if you're in labor obviously you can't yeah <laughs> but even after but even after labor mm -hmm. i do postpartum visits home visits because it's really hard um, that's nice to, to go to go to an office um and so yeah so we do home visits which is great oh, and that's i beautiful. love it because it's uh, i love coming and seeing the, the baby and yeah. get some snuggles and the woman and just kind of like give them love and, and yeah. it that way so beautiful. um so, uh, yeah so i go most women don't want oh so i guess i should say that acupressure uh -huh. so acupressure is something that we also start to go through um, in the first week. So I'll, I'll go through that. If you're coming to me and you're, we're doing the pre-birth preparation, mm -hmm. 
obviously I'll add if there's anything else going on, we'll add that yeah. to the of the already set kind of points that we do for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll start talking about acupressure and uh-huh. who is your um, support uh, people. And if anybody would like to join for an appointment or two, and I, I do offer classes too. I'm actually working on a class with, um, with um, doula services cool. um, to offer that in the next couple months. So yeah, our two hour class, but it's an acupressure for childbirth. And I show you different points to mm-hmm. stimulate um, and how to find them and to kind of like promote the labor and also help with pain during mm-hmm. labor and uh, nausea and all kind of other things. So nice. with that said, so I, if I do get called to see, um, somebody during labor to help with that maybe the birth is like maybe contractions are not picking up maybe mm-hmm. they're not in they're irregular yeah um, or maybe there's some fatigue or something most of the cases women don't really want any needles so i do acupressure i have laser cold laser that i use on my pediatric patients but i can uh-huh. use stimulate points that it's very efficient and it's very safe yeah or um uh uh, microcurrent. I have a mm-hmm. microcurrent tool that is also an electrical stimulation, but local on the surface just to stimulate the point so it mm-hmm. doesn't go deeper than the um, than the skin. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, so I use that. So and then I'll usually show um, the doula if there's a doula. Yeah, kind of what to continue. But I've done. I've done. I've done. Uh, needling as well especially in the fake room for this mm-hmm. kind of like back labor mm, man i wish i would have known you during my labor <laughs> yeah so we do some some points and then sometimes i'll have people uh if they have a tens machine or if uh-huh. you don't then i'll be like before your labor if you i mean tens machine is nice to have because they're not expensive and yeah. if you have you woke up in the morning and you just can't turn your head you can <laughs> stick it on there stick it on there <laughs> yeah. put a little heat and maybe help relieve some of that but for back labor, it's actually, it, it's, yeah, you put that on there and you kind of let, let it do its thing. And it really does help with other things. Yeah. So beautiful. So, yeah. okay. So let's move on to um, postpartum. Yeah. So I know, well, I just want to go back real quick. I'll stop there. Um, it sounds as if you just need to make acupuncture a regular part of your life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, if you start really late in your pregnancy, it's still helpful, but it's more helpful if it's something that's ongoing. Um, I fully believe in like regular acupuncture. Um, also I know from firsthand experience with myself, with my own clients and patients, my children, it does help with anxiety and depression. Um, so let's talk about, I'm sure then it's great for postpartum, not only physical healing, but postpartum depression absolutely yeah absolutely and we do see it we do see it as a physical physiological process as well because we mm-hmm. don't separate between the mind and the body and they kind of go together you know so um we definitely kind of support so um you know i didn't talk much about diet but we, we focus more in the second and third um trimester about diet mm-hmm. because that will set up a stage a really good stage for you to decrease the chances of having that in the first place. Oh, nice. Um, and again, that's kind of like continuing to nourish, nourish the body, nourish the element that we call earth. It's the Mm -hmm. center. Um, Mm -hmm. if you think about how the earth supports us, 
yeah it promotes um this nutrient rich blood mm -hmm. but then we say nourish the heart and those are the key to mental health in general mm -hmm. um, we see the, the the mind is reside in the heart and we mm. call it the shen if you've heard that yeah yeah um, and it, it resides in the heart uh, energetically and the heart needs to be nourished by blood mm -hmm. uh, and the earth produces blood for us yeah the, so acupuncture so the, yeah so acupuncture and then and then the diet so then the diet mm -hmm. I, I like to explain it like that because if you don't have enough of that nice rich blood mm -hmm. um then the heart is not nourished and it gets agitated mm. and it can get depressed or it can get anxiety yeah a lot of other sets of emotional kind of like imbalance right. So we got to start from there and then flow. And then those are the, so the, the, the heart being nourished and then the, the, the movement of chi. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the times when we give birth, we lose a lot of blood. Yeah. So there, if you, if you start with a little bit of a deficiency, then you can see how very quickly you now depleted. Yeah. That makes already a deplete resource. Mm -hmm. And now you, if you're breastfeeding and now there's another, <laughs> another being, <laughs> Taking oh. more resource, yes. <laughs> um, and so, and yeah, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> You're just giving, so giving, giving. Ask. There's so much you can ask for one person, yeah. for one soul, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, and so, so, um, and then the the movement of chi, and then when we give birth, sometimes um, one of the things that I, I promote is that kind of like healing and recovery. Um, of, of the uterus and the blood in the uterus mm -hmm. warming and warming that area up for, for, for movement. Mm. So we do what we call mother warming, mother roasting. You might've heard of it. <laughs> mother roasting. Um, no. Mother roasting. You know, okay. there's beautiful, there's beautiful images um, from various cultures, not just um, Chinese or Asian cultures. Mm -hmm. There's a tradition in India and also in the Middle East. And you'll see these kind of like beautiful pictures um with women laying on almost like coals or like hot things after birth like uh -huh. with the baby and people are warming them up and then there's like smoke around them <laughs> but but to, to to show that that, that warmth is really important uh-huh yes for the circulation of blood so then the blood doesn't get and then the chi doesn't get stuck mm -hmm. because then you feel stuck you'll feel stuck mm. so, depression okay, is part yeah. of it but that kind of like um that inability to connect mm -hmm. is there also we see that with the stuck chi and the stuck emotion okay and then going back to the heart not being nourished the heart can't also the heart connects us mm -hmm. what we're doing you and i right now is the shit is our hearts are communicating oh i love well, it as a, you know i mentioned the mind is being yeah. We're using that right now. Yeah. I won't be able to relate to you and you won't be able to relate to me um, if we, I mean, to the extreme, then we see like mm -hmm. uh, stuff like schizophrenia or, yeah. you know, uh, manic depression. Yeah. Like that's the extreme of the Shen not being able. So, so, bond, so then we think about the bonding with the child mm -hmm. and that's part of that kind of like postpartum depression. There is an element of that kind of like, ah. Um, uh -huh almost that the woman sometimes does not feel right away that connection. And yes. where is it? It's because the heart is not nourished. It's not that there's anything wrong. Yeah. The bond is there. It's just that the heart needs to be nourished and 
Oh, so beautiful. No, and it really is beautiful. So, so yeah. And when I explain to women like that, I think that it takes away a lot of this gay, this guilt and, yeah. and shame and maybe like what's what's wrong with me and like I, do I have a mental illness or like Well, well and that's what they're going to be told by that's what they're gonna a, be told. a traditional um not traditional, a conventional <laughs> western medical professional yeah. is going to tell them that. Yeah, yeah. And that will only increase <clears throat> the feelings of guilt yeah. and shame yeah. and all that horrible stuff and then they may get put on some kind of medication that's going to have yeah. all kinds of yeah. side effects and Yeah. Uh, and then I, acupuncture I, I, is wonderful. <laughs> and I remind him, yeah. And then I remind him that you are not nature, and we are not supposed to go through this alone. And that's a big, yeah. big key. So you have gone through a big transformation, and and now your job is to rest and relax. Yeah. And so I talk a lot about who can be there for you, and they need to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And this is not a privilege. This is not something in our society nowadays. It's kind of like, oh, am I being spoiled? But in the past, you know, we call there is the 40 day or the 100 day sitting. And mm. again, it's not just in uh, Chinese medicine culture mm. where all the woman does is caring for the child and yeah. being with the child. She's not doing laundry. She's not doing the cooking. She, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and then they, she's not even allowed to take a shower. And that's for different reasons. But okay. <laughs> that's, another, that's another layer to the medicine of, 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 of what's on us and around us. And you yeah. know, the, the, the skin to skin, mm-hmm. besides all the, the temperature regulating, the heart regulating and the, the bonding, we have bacteria on us and around us yeah. that we inoculate through that. Yeah. And so not, not washing that is, is really important and not washing the baby too. Yeah. You know how they scrub the babies down yes. in the hospital? <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Leave that goo, that goo, yeah. them. that goo is good for them. Anything. Yeah. You know, not, in nowadays, you know, there's been a really interesting research. There's a, uh, a documentary called In Vitro or um, In you, uh, I will, maybe I'll give it to you and you can okay. put it. Okay. Yeah. I can put it in the notes. But especially for cesarean because we, we the vaginal birth is so important because it inoculates us with mm-hmm. those bacteria through yeah. uh, the vaginal canal and so what they do now and the research has shown and they do a swab if, if there was a cesarean birth they do a swab of uh, the vaginal area and then they will coat the baby with that mm. because it sets up your immune system yeah. And, um, and actually, act, uh, I won't get into that, but activate certain DNA aspects mm-hmm. to you that is really important. So it's yeah. more than just like, oh, I had a natural birth because that's the way it's, it, there is a whole, yeah, it, why we're designed to do yes. that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so really that, 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 um, all that is, is really important. Yeah. Um, gosh, there's so much to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm like, which, no. which so part is like, we are like on. attacking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is so much to talk about. I mean, it's, it's so complex. We haven't even gotten to the pediatric part, right? I know. So let's go on to that. I know. I was like, so let's talk about those babies. Um, <laughs> because you have your own. So I was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So and then I gave birth. Yes. So, then, so do you practice acupuncture or shoni shin mm-hmm. um, on your own children? And absolutely. what do you use it for? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, uh, prevention and strengthening. So mm-hmm. um, from birth, really, we can start practicing what we call tui and I. It's a Chinese massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a specific 
Chinese massage, pediatric tuina, um, that uses a lot of the hand. I guess we're not in, I'm raising my hand like <laughs> on film, but it's on our hand most of the time and a little bit on the abdomen, a little bit of the back. And I teach that to moms. Okay. Um, and, um, and what we're doing pretty much babies until about three or four are food machines. Mm-hmm. Yes. All they, that's because we need to grow so much. And so all we really need to do is really go hard on supporting their system, the digestive system mm-hmm. and the lungs. So those are the two elements, the respiratory system and the digestive system. If we get that going, then everybody's happy. Yeah. The baby sleeps better. The baby's more calm. The digestive system in particularly, but also the respiratory, they're more vulnerable because those two system organs energetically and physically actually in Western medicine are not complete. Mm. Um, you know, the lungs are actually won't be complete. Even in Western medicine, there are certain parts of your lungs that won't be complete until you're about 13 or 14. Wow. Um, even 15 or 16, I can't yeah. remember, but somewhere around that. So yeah, yeah, it's really like, you know, you see young kids that have found smoking, then it's That's even horrible. worse yeah. to them because their lungs are not, there are certain aspects of their lungs that are not completely mature and the damage that they can cause is well, you just think about like environmental stuff, yeah. like all the scented yeah. products, just, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, pollutants in the air. Yeah. Oh, our poor little kids. <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah, so then we start supporting them that way. And usually, if there's nothing really going on, then I wouldn't even do any acupuncture because uh-huh. the Tiana massage is just, it works. And then, uh, you know, then around like most babies are on five to six months. So then, obviously, if there's colic, so my kids didn't really a little bit, but not didn't suffer too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can address that with yeah. acupuncture and kind of help what we call the stomach chi to descend. It's just that the stomach energy is supposed to go down and it's going up. Oh, calm it down and bring it back down with acupuncture. If it's really severe with herbs, um, there could be some food sensitivities there. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of an investigation. It's not like a cookie cutter kind of like, oh, your baby has colic. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then sleep stuff, you know, for the first three, four months, because they're feeding so much and that I don't even really, I tell women to just, it's easier if you just let that go and just work with what you have. Yeah. And try, cause they just, they're just going to wake you up every two hours. And yep. That's what they're meant to be, do. Meant to be, and that's why you don't need to do the dishes. <laughs> exactly. Or the laundry. Or get dressed or shower. Or, yeah, or get dressed or shower. <laughs> exactly. And you should have, you should be sitting and somebody should bring you food and then take it away and then bring you some more food and take that yeah. away. And, yeah. That is um, not spoiled. That is just no, that is, that's, how a mom needs to be yeah, treated. Yeah. Um, so with my kids so then around i was going to say around five or six months they'll have their first fever usually mm-hmm. and oh. i tell people yeah so yeah you'll see a lot of the times yeah and that's okay. with the introduction um of more um solid foods um and kind of like we're transitioning now into a, a new step in their development mm-hmm. um where maybe the earth and the digestive system is gonna be asked to work a little bit harder now because we're not just digesting milk now we're moving on to some other things Mm -hmm. um and um and and then they'll be more out and about in the world so then you know we say that the 
the, 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 the pathogens are entering through our nose, our mouth, our ears, mm-hmm. the, the, their hands start to touch. So then they'll have their first kind of like viral cold thing. Yeah. Around five, six months, maybe seven months. And the fever. Oh, mm-hmm. my baby has a fever. Now yeah. <laughs> it's alarming. I tell people we need those fevers. And, you know, even pediatricians these days, they say don't rush to suppress it because it's the immune system yeah. doing what it needs to do. And we're looking at the whole child and making sure, you know, I go through telling parents about hydration and making sure they're not, you know, we go through the red flags. We don't need to go yeah. through all of them. But pretty much monitoring that the child is going through a healthy process of strengthening their immune system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and then keeping them, keeping them as safe as possible and as comfortable as possible and just kind of nourishing them and nurturing them. And there are some different, again, Twiana massages, techniques that I help parents learn to reduce, to help reduce fever. Mm-hmm. Um, the ways we reduce fever is we help the body expel the pathogen that has entered. Um, that's how we look at it. Mm-hmm. So how do you expel stuff? You open up the pores to sweat, right? Yeah. How do you expel stuff? You, you get the, uh, if there is phlegm, we need to get the phlegm out. Yeah. Open that up. We call it opening the orifices. Um, through the bowel movement, through urine, yeah. through, you know, stimulating yeah. bowel movement um, reduces fever in children, not in adults. So don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't run to Can't take that because that won't work on you, but it's <laughs> on children. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, I didn't mention, but their, their energy, they've got so much energy because they need to grow. Yeah. Um, so they're different in adults in that. And mm-hmm. so they don't need much, just a little bit. And it really like starts, starts the, the chi G, the chi mechanism, the chi machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to move it for them. Yes. So you move that for them and things just, just get, get on the right track. Nice. Um, so you can really see with the fever, then if we kind of took care of it and there's some guidelines then we're reducing the chances of the baby and the child developing complications now mm-hmm. of like the phlegm is not expelled all the way. And now we're starting to see this chronic lingering cough mm-hmm. that they have all of a sudden, if it's dry or if it's phlegmy or this constant runny nose that they then all of a sudden develop. Yeah. yeah. Or that their immune system won't be strong enough and they'll get sick again very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so I, you know, I, I could, I don't even rush to do needling even then. Okay. But so, if the child has now something more that has entered deeper into mm-hmm. the uh, body, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, even croup um, yeah. uh, is something that we treat. Um, nice. That, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the respiratory system. So I'll, I'll, do, I'll use some needling and some herbs. Yeah. And uh, one I hear a lot of parents complain about, um, and you're a parent, so you've heard this too, constipation. Yes. Acupuncture is probably really good. Amazing. Amazing. That's what I'm thinking because I just feel so bad with with people being told by doctors to, you know, give these babies medications Mm -hmm. and stuff. Not necessary. It's so sad. Yeah. It's really not necessary. Your child will be way better off for the long run too. Yeah. Um, again, depending how, how old they are, um, what's going on. Cause a lot of the, sometimes the kids will have constipation when they're potty trained. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or sometimes it will be like at the two, three year old, it could actually be painful stools that yeah. they're afraid to pass. Um, so we got to look at why, what is it? Like if it's a baby, then they're probably just having, some of us are just born with the, you know, we say that they do, um, 
all babies are born with the, the, the digestive system is not complete. And mm-hmm. so it, it has a weakness to it. And so we always want to strengthen that. Yeah. But some, some of us are even weaker than others. Mm-hmm. And so then if you do, uh, if you are a little weaker, then you do see that digestive issues of like mm-hmm. constipation or chronic diarrhea. And we usually mm-hmm. separate, I kind of like start with the big picture. We have two kind of like um, ideas of kids, kids that um, have more so to them. So then te- they, they'll tend to do to be excess. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they, when something goes wrong with them, they'll tend to have too much of something. Mm-hmm. That's what we call excess. And then there's the other group of children that are born and they're maybe a little bit more weaker. And then if, if mm-hmm. they get sick, they actually get more depleted. So they don't have mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. So we kind of balance it that. You're so always looking to balance it. Looking to balance it. And you can see yeah. those kids from right away. You could just go to the park and you can see the kids that are just running around and like mm-hmm. they'll usually be loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot. And yeah, and a red face. And that's another thing, red face. I like to tell moms, mm-hmm. um, you know, diet is a big deal. I talk about diet. And I know I'm not, I'm not hardcore. If the kid doesn't have eczema and things like that yeah. that are coming up, I'm not hardcore and like never give them gluten or like, yeah. you know, uh, or, or dairy, but like, cause not everybody has dairy allergy. Not everybody has gluten allergy. Yeah, like exactly. It's not, um, if you give them good products, but, but I do say, if you see those circle red cheeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> that usually means that the digestive system is a little stuck and it's a, it's a pre- something so the child wouldn't have any symptoms Uh um and they'll seem fine and every other doctor would be like they're fine but when you see that that means back up a little bit maybe Ah. they've eaten too much yeah maybe um they've eaten something that they don't agree with Mm -hmm. um so just keep it a little bit more simple um yeah i was the kid with the um, constant rosy cheeks and of course my doctors never you know thought anything was wrong with it i had all kinds of digestive issues growing up yes um and so, yes. so now so, as an adult yeah. <laughs> i actually know when my cheeks get really red it has something that? to do okay. with what yes, yes. and so for adults my... that's the one thing that works for adults too yeah and then i don't know if for you if you also expressed any skin stuff um yeah. because if you do express something then that shows me that you had some inflammation in your intestine mm-hmm. and that's a that's a relation that we do. Like a, I, that's a no brainer. If somebody comes yeah. to me and they have skin stuff, I'd be like, okay, we got to look at your intestinal mm-hmm. specifically inflamed and kind of irritated. And then yeah. you see with the kids, you know, children are so basic. If the kid is acting up, they're irritated, probably from the inside. Something's yeah. irritating. They're uncomfortable and yeah. you need to figure out what it is. And in, in hyperactivity, you know, um, I work with parents and I say, a lot of the hyperactivity is not so much that they're that there's something mentally wrong with them mm-hmm. that we that we look at. There's something is agitating their system. Mm-hmm. A lot of hyperactivity can be cured. It's usually food allergies. It's usually dairy sensitivity. It's usually uh, gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it's really hard because if you think of the diet that we have these days for yeah. kids, like yeah. you know, sandwiches, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I know because you can't have nuts and <laughs> you can't have nuts at school, and so what are we going to feed the child if they don't want to eat cheese and pasta right. and sandwiches? Right. And it's hard because I've tried it, and my kids are not 
I just, you know, if I'm asking something from somebody, I need to try it for myself. Yeah. My kids don't have any of that, but we, we tried it and it, 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 I, hands down, it is not an easy task. It's not. Not at all. It's, it's a work in progress, but, yeah. but, but it's, it's worth it. If, if somebody is really sensitive or allergic, that's really important because mm-hmm. constant inflammation causes all kinds of issues. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I've yeah. had to do it with my daughter. She's yeah. uh, my seven-year-old and now my, my son, when he was younger, yeah. um, it's, it's, you're right. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, I, uh, Wanted to just uh, ask you then, what ages of children do you work with? Um, I work with all ages. All, all ages. Very young, uh, no old, um, including, you know, teenagers. You, you yep. mentioned you have a teenager. Yeah. Um, teenagers, yeah. We definitely um, work with teenagers. And, uh-huh. and most of them love it. They love yeah. it. They, um, they kind of, if they're needle shy, like I said before, I have other tools I'm moving around. I'm sorry because I just realized that I have three percent to my. <laughs> That's okay. I'm visiting. I'm visiting. I'm out of town, so I don't even have my. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll just while you uh, move around. I did mention earlier when we were chatting before that yeah, my son who's now 22 uh, when he was uh, going through like adolescence, all that angst and anxiety um, stuff. And then there was some grief thrown in there. Mm. Acupuncture was amazing. I remember there was a spot that, um, our acupuncturist called the happy point and just stick a needle right on his head and start smiling. Yes. It was was so good. So, um, I, I love, I haven't used a lot of acupuncture on my daughter, um, yet we've done acupressure and things like that, but, uh, I may have to just start driving into Portland <laughs> to come see you myself, bring her. Cause I like, I want my daughter to see you so bad. Um, uh, really quick before we have, we have a guest on our show <laughs> before we wrap things up. What is Shoni Shin? Yeah. So Shoni Shin is a stimulation of the surface Okay. with different tools. Usually we use copper or silver. They have uh, different healing properties. Again, if we, if we want to nourish and tonify and, and add to, or if we want to move and disperse, then depending on what we want to do. And uh, yeah, there's no point of me showing you the tools yeah. because nobody will be able to yeah, see exactly. it. Um, so. they're, they're pretty small. Uh-huh. Um, we stimulate points with them. Uh-huh. or um, whole uh, channels. And we're kind of like um, uh, stimulating the body to uh, re- auto-regulate itself pretty much mm-hmm. is, what, is what we're doing. It was originally, you know, it was revived in Japan. So it's a, mm-hmm. it is a Japanese kind of style, okay. what we call it. Mm-hmm. But they've, they've used it in China. And then what they did is uh, the origin of it is that They've done the Tuiana massage that I told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole point with Tuiana is that the repetition is key. Oh, okay. Um, to, to, to the efficiency of the treatment. So you would repeat, 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 repeat. And then they figured out, oh, if I use this tool, I don't have to repeat as much. Mm-hmm. So my treatments actually are shorter and I'm getting the same result. So then they started yeah. using tools on the surface of the body and that kind of like, and then it elaborates and then there's different 
styles of it. Um, awesome. But that's kind of in a nutshell, it's just the, the better, more efficient way to stimulate. And with kids, they just like, you know, it's an option because it, they're, they're, they're wiggly and they could be scared. And yeah. So the needling is not always an option. And so that way we can, um, we can help them um, heal. And um, we do, um, in Japan, um, it follows a full moon. They say because the full moon is like when the, uh, the energy is the most. Uh -huh. um, so um, they'll give it once a month. And actually, the government in Japan, it was so beneficial that the government in Japan decided to uh, kind of uh, regulate it into the yeah. school system so they will uh, have everybody once a month get, mm -hmm. get shonishin. That's awesome. It's really each, each clinic has uh, their own animal. Uh -huh. And the way that they would remind the people about the Shonishin uh, event is that the clinic would put the animal flag out. So if it's like a dolphin, so then cool. you'll see the dolphin yeah. flag or whatever. And then everybody would know, oh, okay, yeah, we, the yeah. moon is coming. We need to go do the Shonishin. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just want to hop in, uh, jump in to tell you guys yes. that right now, uh, Savon is showing us what a superwoman she is by oh. <laughs> breastfeeding her 18-month-old during this conversation. <laughs> yeah, right? It is awesome. She is truly, uh, like I said, healer, businesswoman, mom. And we have a guest. What's our guest name? This is Judah. Judah. Can you say hi? Can you say hi? Can you say hi? <laughs> Um, well, Savan, before we head out, uh, how can people find you? Find out information um, so, about you. So, yeah, I, uh, I have a website. My business is called Rose City Baby. And so you can find more information about me at rosecitybaby.com. I'm also on Instagram. I post fun stuff. Okay. Um, and that's Rose City Baby PDX. Awesome. That's my Instagram. I am working on being on Facebook, so you can find me on Rosie <laughs> Baby on Facebook. But okay. Sorry if I'm not posting anything. I still still working on that. You gotta I'm pick not, your platform. Facebook is still something that pick your platform and yeah. You know, oh, I just wanted to say that I work at a uh, the clinic that I work at is called Connect Chiropractic and Wellness. Oh, um, cool. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Awesome. So if you go, they can go to Connect Chiropractic and Wellness um, dot com. Um, and I work with amazing practitioners that also focus on women's health and oh, children. Oh, I love that. massage therapists. So, yeah, so we really can offer, like, you know, I found that the combination is usually the key. Mm -hmm. So not just one thing. Like, it's usually a combination uh, really gives the best results. Yes. For anything, really. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Definitely. Have a holistic health team. Um, Savannah, yes. thank you and Judah for being here oh, with yeah. me. <laughs> it was awesome chatting with you, <laughs> doing what you're doing, and uh, I would love to have you on probably again in the future because we could just keep talking. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com.
with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.